like 70% of, of the, the, the work requests that I had was for free work. And it's usually the, the work that says work for me for exposure or work for me and I may pay you something in a couple of years. And I mean, I used to work like that at, uh, when, I, when I was starting because I wanted that experience. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hello, hello, boys and girls. This is Maria JD. Welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast and thank you so much for joining again. This week, we're having Carlos Ortega, a CG artist from Mexico, and I'm pretty sure you've seen some of his works, especially if you're on Instagram, because Carlos Ortega has quite some following, and uh, we're going to discover how did this whole thing happen to him, and how did he actually discover his style, a very unique style for the characters that he's creating. So guys, if you're into stylist characters specifically, you should definitely listen to this episode. And by the end, we're going to have two little surprises. One is from Carlos and another one is from Art Heroes. So let's get going. Okay. Oh, we're now live. Uh, Welcome again, uh, Carlos, and thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, the invitation. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's, uh, it's really cool to, uh, to finally have you, actually. Um, and uh, there is a little story behind that. Uh, one of our instructors at Art Heroes uh, Stylized Course actually asked if there is a chance that we can bring Carlos Ortega on the podcast. And I was like, yes, we'll try. <laughs> for real, that's not, a, that's not a joke. I'm sure he'll, he'll be watching this video. <laughs> So, uh, as well as uh, so. many other of you, oh, yeah, of course. All right, Carlos, um, let's just uh, dive right in. Uh, can we, I know it's like super late in Mexico City right now. Um, it's fine. So <laughs> no time to lose. Um, let's start uh, with uh, your story. I mean, can you probably share a little bit how you started as, a, as an artist, just in general? What was the beginning for you? Uh, I think like most people just uh, started drawing and watching a lot of movies, a lot of uh, cartoons. And of course, starting to, to watch movies with uh, VFX and animation. So in my case, w- was watching uh, Jurassic Park when I was a kid and watching a lot of Disney, Disney movies, the movies from Don Bluth and, and, and a lot of cartoons. I'm, I'm really fan of um, Chuck Jones and the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And I just started to drawing and copying the, the characters in, from the from television. And then I started studying uh, graphic design, but everything related to 3D art, I, I had to, to, to learn by, by myself, just digging in the, uh, in the documentation, in the, in the software, uh, browsing some websites, forums, uh, reading some books and just uh, baby steps to trying to learn to learn the the things that i watch it in the in the pixar movies and the disney movies in in animation so yes it, it was uh, um accidental 
I don't have a proper education in in CG CG art, but but here I am. <laughs> yeah. So now um, is 3D your primary, let's say, bread and butter? Yes, pretty much. I mean, I've been doing this year and last year a lot of um, character design. I don't call myself a character designer because I know professional character designers and I, I, I know I'm, I'm pretty far from them. But most I've had a lot of clients coming at me just um, with samples of my own portfolio saying, we want this and we want you to design a character based on, on this. So I've been doing a lot of that. I mean, it's, it's a really, really specific um, look that I, that, I, that I use, the style, yes. if you want to call yes, it. Yes, like, definitely. Like I really want to talk about that. Really want to talk about that. Yeah. And most of the character design I, I currently been doing last year for, for a movie, this year for a video game, um, is, it starts with, with 2D. So the 3D just, um, uh, this time is it's the, the secondary part, not the, not the main. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your style that we already mentioned since we are on it. So, um, well, to start with, I really love it. You know, I'm a, a, well, I'm a big fan of like pinup in general, but yours is really not there. So I was wondering how, how would you describe that? Like, how would you describe your style and what actually influenced you? Uh, I, I have a, a hard time uh, describing style because I still don't feel like I have a, a, a particular, particular style. I mean, I still keep doing the things that I that I like. How I, I like to to watch them, uh, being uh, characters, colors, composition. But it's it's pretty difficult for me to 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 call or to name the the style that I, that I use. But most of my influences have been, uh, of course, Warner Brothers, the pin apart from yes, uh, Bill Pressing from I forgot his name. Uh, Shane Glines, uh, Fred Moore, uh, Alphonse Mukat. He he used to use a lot of um, ornaments and and patterns and and clothes and fabrics in in his in his pin, pinups. So it's just uh, I mean it's just uh, a mixture of everything like that. I, I guess so, but I can't. I always define when when I'm asked or when I have to put a, a category when I upload something, I just put a cartoon and pin up. So, okay. I don't know if that okay. Helps. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, I, I think it kind of a works, kind of a works, but I don't think it's like super complete because uh, there is a mix of stylized characters and like heavily stylized characters, right? So. Just yes. like there is still there is still like a little bit of variation uh, within that. Um, okay, so um, we got that about the style. But um, uh, when did you think you start with this kind of a line of characters? Like when was the moment then when you kind of uh, just started focusing on this style? And in general, you know, what's your vision whether an artist especially like a 3d artist should like focus on one style and go this direction so does it work for you or like knowing different styles and working in different styles 
you think it's also an option? What do you think? Uh, yes, uh, because when I, when I start to, to, to dive into this uh, category, for, for example, um, I had a lot of failures trying to, to, to make appealing drawings. I mean, I, I could do uh, monsters, robots, copying uh, cartoons from the television, drawing The Simpsons, drawing Garfield, and Bugs Bunny, things like that. But a specific appealing character, like, uh, like a female character, was really difficult for me. And I really loved the, the work I used to watch in animated movies, like, um, like the mermaid scene, Peter Pan, like um, uh, every Disney princess. It was really difficult for me to try to create something like that. And I quit that idea uh, before I started into, into 3D. When I started doing the, uh, 3D, my main focus was uh, trying to make all those characters that I had in 2D in 3D. But then later I tried to give it a try to make a female character. And it has been, um, the, first, the first one I, I did was because trying to, to de deconstruct that, uh, those shapes, what makes a, a shape appealing, trying to uh, study those drawings, but now with volume. And it was a lot of iteration, a lot of uh, failure, iteration, critics, learning. So uh, I still, every, every time I, I, I do a, a new character, I, I still try to, to learn. Now, uh, most of my work is focused on that part uh, because of my, first of all, I like to do it, but I can say that like 80% of the time, the, every 80% of, of the clients I have come to me looking for something very similar. I mean, I don't mind, but yeah, sometimes in, on the other side, I do, uh, I like to model vehicles, I like to model monsters, um, robots, things like that, but nobody cares about that, nobody watches that, so. My, my other work is the one who has uh, get me the, the most jobs so far. All right, I see. But I, and I can completely understand that. We'll actually come back to this in a second because I've got a question about your, like one thing that you mentioned on your website. However, first let's dive into the character appeal. And thank you for mentioning that because I think this is so, so, so important. So what actually makes a character appealing? Is there like a secret formula that, uh, that, I don't know, like a checklist that you see that, okay, the eyes should be bigger than that. And I don't know, the body proportions or the color scheme, or what is that? Like, what do you think is the key component of a successful character that will be liked? And you know, like, you, let's use the, the, the common word, shareable character or Instagrammable character. <laughs> well, I mean, I still try to, to figure out that because, yes, there, there's a lot, especially with female characters. It's really difficult for, uh, to create a, an appealing character because, yeah, yes, there's a lot of game between the radio, the face, like, it was trying to, to make a, the, the final character to make a connection with the, with the viewer. And for example, the, the work that I do, I try to make it uh, that it can make this connection 
but not the way a cartoon makes a connection with, for example, kids and not with adults, or a more mature uh, character makes it with adults and not with kids, because the, the, the range of ages for my work is really, really, really wide, uh, from kids to adults to to elders having sharing my work. So, I mean, that's, that's really um, flattering and uh, I, I can say, well, well, I like to think that um, at some point that connection that I try to, to the, the character to have with the people is working. But yes, there's a lot of, of game between the radius of the face, the, the, the silhouette, the, the eyes. There's no secret formula. I'm still trying to, to come up with one. But because you can see, uh, for example, um, monsters in the movies. I mean, the, the bad guys, uh, the slimy guys, um, they are ugly at, at, at certain, with certain point of view, they are ugly characters, but they are appealing in, in their own way because they are, they are uh, succeeding with their, the purpose of, of, for what they were created. So, in 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 my case, the appeal is mostly because they are cute, they are beautiful. But I tried them to make that that connection bit with the with the eyes. Is uh, the main focus I really I really put in, in all my work. It's always the eyes, uh, either watching to the viewer, either watching to other parts of the scene. Um, but it's always the, the hierarchy that I, that I use for a character. It's always first the the eyes, then the then the mouth, then the head overall, and then the rest of the body. Uh, because, for example, with Pin Apart, it, it happens a lot that and it it happens mostly be with um, new artists. You, you can see this uh, these characters with they have millions of polygons in the in the chest and like a tree or two faces in the in the head so uh, an appealing character it's not necessarily has to start with a over sexualized body i don't, I don't know if we it starts yeah. with, with with the face for, for example at, at least with with the characters that i try to do even other characters not only females because i, I actually do uh, a lot of dinosaurs I try to do, even 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 a vehicle. I try to make a vehicle appealing, either for its proportions or or trying to give give the the vehicle a, a face uh, that you can say, ah, oh, that that's cute, or oh, I, I would like to to jump in that in that vehicle. And I try to do the same with the same thing with with characters. It's difficult for me to. To explain it, or like you say, to to achieve a, a secret formula, formula, but no, I think but it's, um, I think no, you just I, explained it. I think you just explained it. I think this is uh, this is a perfect start. You know, like focusing on the eyes and uh, and the face, uh, because I believe not everybody does that. Um, different character artists have uh, different processes for their work, and sometimes. You know, eyes just uh, stay in the back because they're just there. So it's not it's not always the case. Yes, and it happens a lot with just like uh, parentheses here uh, with photorealistic portraits. 
you yes. can see a lot of <laughs> that's exactly what i thought of that's exactly what i thought yes of. Be because you, you see this realistic uh, shaders realistic hair lighting even the clothes the the, the the hair in the face the pitch fuzz you can see these pores but sometimes sometimes most of the time uh, the character is, is is dead in the eyes and sometimes even um, I, I even uh, try to, to make some paint overs when because people has come to me uh, with photorealistic art uh, coming for feedback which I, I actually it's really far from my from my own skill so the first thing that I they always try to to point out is the eyes even even moving the eyes a little bit it gives uh, the portrait a little of life and the same way you can kill a photorealistic portrait you can kill a, a cartoon character just pointing the eyes staring at, at, at the nothing you can kill a, a really appealing character so yeah the, the eyes are really really important okay <clears throat> so nowadays uh, do you create characters from your own concepts like every, all the the works uh, within this style yes Yes, actually, it has been a while since I had to to work with somebody else's concept because studios uh, sometimes they just send me the the character concept. I just try to to make them three D maquette. But I think since, since the last year, I've been working the characters either for for work or for myself with uh, with concepts of of my own. I mean, it helps me too because um, you can always. I mean, you, you don't kill the creativity to to just yeah. be the, the tool for the studio. You you can you can put a little bit of, of yourself creating uh, concepts. Yeah, definitely. And can you talk a little bit about your process? So imagine you're to start a new character just uh, from scratch. What would be you know your um, way of going about it would you first sketch it into d would you create a mood board would you already like dive into zbrush or any other tool um you know what's your kind of a routine for that yes it's a little bit of of, of everything depends on the mood for personal work depends a lot of the, the mood that, that i have sometimes i have the the idea and i just dive directly into into zbrush uh, sometimes I do uh, a mood board, just trying to Google things in Pinterest helps me a lot. Watching a lot of uh, art on Art Station helps helps me a lot. And in that case, I do uh, a previous 2D sketch, really rough, uh, because w when my main goal is to to create the character in 3D. I try to not uh, make everything very specific in 3D because I just do uh, some sketches, some silhouettes, some just some su suggestions to 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 have a like uh, the minimum idea that I that I could put in 2D, and then I move to 3D. And for clients, I try to make to be a little bit um, a little bit more have more discipline there because. Then I I check uh, first of all uh, on internet for similar concepts to 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 try to not to do uh, something that already exists. Um, 
gathering references, gathering um, uh, references either for clothing, for shapes, or for ornaments on uh, Pinterest, um, and start to to put everything on a on a board. Then I, I start to sketch, uh, and as always, the the first uh, filter for that is the client. So. I can't move to 3D before showing something to the client. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just like uh, listening to you. It's like uh, almost like an exciting story. Yeah. And so what's the, what would be like the next steps for you? Imagine like the mood board is there and you know what you're doing. Uh, let's say it's your personal project. Uh, um, then for actual like character creation process, do you have uh, your structure of work? I don't know, do you start with one specific part of the uh, body and uh, uh, and then develop it further? Yes, I will start with the head, but uh, I'm really messy when it comes to, <laughs> to start working because I've seen this, this really beautiful construction of characters from people either doing uh, um, uh, workshops or tutorials. This character uh, slices into shapes into colored shapes, really structures and planes and really geometric, really beautiful, really appealing and, and very simple. And and I just start with the sphere and, and like working with plasticine and I'm really, if you see, a, if, if you can take a look at, at my work in the first stages, it's, it's horrible and it stays horrible for a lot of time. Uh, I just try to, to, to pull the, the clay in, in zebras, but I always start in uh, with the head. Just trying to get those, um, start to uh, creating the sphere, creating the, I don't know how it's this like part the, called. Yeah, the lower part muscle? of the head, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> muscle? That's for animals, yeah. I think so. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this part of the, of the shape? Like, the, uh, like the jaw. Um, let, let's say all of this. Uh-huh, okay. Including the, uh, trying to block in this part, trying to block in the size of the, of the eyes and the, and the, the ratio between, between eyes, nose, and, and mouth. And really sketchy, really rough, but I try to, it's difficult for me to move to the body if I don't have that, that first. So yes, it's a, it's a little a little messy because I mean a lot of people just start blocking the, the main shape and they start to to dive into the details. But I try to to have at least a reference of the head that I want to use at least. Uh, and for every character, even uh, when I try to uh, last week I did a a cat for a client, a cartoon cat, and. I didn't want to move to the body until I had the, the face looking good from every angle because, I mean, I just tell to myself, if, if the head is, is not working, the, the body um, won't, won't do any, any good. Of course, I can always go back to the head, but it's just a way of work that it, it, it doesn't let me sleep. It, it gets me frustrated not, not having the, the main shape of the, of the head head first 
This is so interesting. Like, thank you for sharing this. I really, really appreciate this. This is so interesting. This is actually pretty similar to, to a methodology that we teach to the students on our stylized course, like that the main attention should go to the head and finish the head. So, you know, I'm, I'm really? kind of happy that there is a coincidence because <laughs> uh, um, you can't miss the facials. You really cannot not make the face right. And uh, whatever type of character character is that as you said it would be more like more like this direction or uh, a little bit more realistic but you should keep the face right otherwise it's a cyborg yes exactly <laughs> well i'm not that lost then <laughs> no no but i mean um thanks, okay. thanks for sharing because i usually just do i'm doing everything wrong so, <laughs> no, I, I'm well, glad you, to know other people. You can't <laughs> be doing everything wrong. You've got uh, so many people on your Instagram uh, absolutely loving what you do. So it's oh, thank you. not just me. Oh, actually, by the way, um, let's uh, quickly, you know, let me quickly ask about this. Um, I know we already spoke about this in the previous, like, short conversation. So how did it happen that you have, like, uh, 60 or 65,000 followers on your Instagram? Like, uh, where did they come uh, from? Yeah, yeah well, as, as, I, well, as I was saying, I, I'm, really, I'm really bad at promoting myself. And it happened before uh, the boom of, of, of social media. And it, it's really difficult for me to, to ask uh, the people for a like, for a visit to my website, even for, for friends. I Most of my friends, I never they just discover the things that I'm doing because I usually don't, don't share, share my things with them because uh, it's, it's a type of, of being shy. I, I know how to describe it, but it's flattering for me knowing that I'm doing the things um, that I don't suck a lot because my work starts moving by itself. And it happened the, the first time that I had my, my first job was because freelance freelance uh, job was because so, somebody found my my work on a on a CGI society in the in the forums so it's it's hard to promote myself but i I'm, i like to to watch my work uh, uh, by itself so i don't know how i have the the amount of followers that i have which i really appreciate that because Social media, the likes, the followers, it's not everything, but it's really, it helps you sometimes to like uh, motivating is a word yeah. for, for you finding to, that, that people enjoying the work that, I, that you are either for, for work, either for yourself, but because most of my pieces on Instagram are personal. So it's really flattering to watch other people um, connecting with that part of, of me, watching people making fan art, sharing uh, my images, even people tattooing their, their selves, pieces of, of my work. I mean, it's, it's flattering for me because uh, at some point it tells me that, um, I don't know, it's sharing a part of, of yourself with, with, with a lot of strangers, but it's, it's flattering. Yeah. So no special strategies there. No. <laughs> oh my God. That no, is a, be, be, that is a pretty so, clear sometimes, answer. Sometimes I, 
at least for me, because I have friends who are really, really good at selling, selling their sales. And they look for clients, they, they post on social media, they have uh, this specific time to upload, they have this specific use of way to way, uh, a way to use hashtags, uh, people they use, ah, between this hour and this hour, you get the most like, you reach most, most people, and, and I usually get overwhelmed with a lot of formulas that I, I just say, nah, I just finished something and post it on, on the internet. And yes, there there's a formula there, but uh, okay, but you don't use this formula. No. Okay, so (laughs) you know, but it's great to know that even without the use of uh, all like the strategies, it's absolutely possible to grow to, um, you know, um, maybe even unwillingly to this number of people who uh, follow your art. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's possible. <laughs> oh, well, we've just seen an example here. Um, and uh, uh, I wanted to go a little bit uh, to uh, what you mentioned on your website. By the way, I really liked uh, a huge amount of disclaimers that you have on the contact form. Like, uh, don't contact me for free work. <laughs> I need, don't I need use to. my stuff. Because uh, I know... Yeah. I know it's a big pain for artists who create appealing art. So that's maybe the downside of having a lot of followers that people start, I don't know, stealing your art and using your work and uh, all these things. And uh, um, so why did you have to put all these disclaimers and how did this happen? Um, First of all, there's there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of missing smileys in the, in the disclaimer because i i once received uh, this email with uh, people saying that it, uh, that i was uh, kind of a of a jerk kind of uh, angry with that disclaimer but the original disclaimer was in deviantart and has a lot of smileys so it it's a lot more friendlier there okay but it happens a lot because um i think not lately, but before that, like seventy percent of of the 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 work requests that I had was for free work, and it's usually the the work that says work for me for exposure, or work for me and I may pay you something in a couple of years, and I mean I used to work like that uh, when I when I was starting because I wanted that experience, and I. Be a lot of free work for my friends because I wanted to learn. I want to put in practice everything that I was uh, learning. But as time passes, you need to pay your bills. You need to you need to eat. You need to pay your rent. So I just um, had to put that because most people was um, even angry replied with with angry st- statements saying that oh, you only care about the money and things like that. And about the, the 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 use of my work was because I've seen my work printed in t-shirts, in posters, in postcards, in magazines. One of my pieces even was in a in a cover of a of, of a magazine. Uh, once I found one one of my images in a in a satanic church publication, <laughs> which was really weird. 
my god uh, this is a um, crazy story Yes, and a, a lot of, uh, the most recent was uh, a makeup company uh, here in Mexico was using all of my work in their, in their packages, in their packaging. So... But this was not I mean, free? Some, no. Mm -hmm. No, they just were grabbing my images and using in, mm -hmm. their, in their products. And sometimes even a disclaimer is not enough because you can't, you can stop people from from grabbing your work, your work. And the other part is, uh, it's not just grabbing the image, you know. Uh, replicating pieces of my work for for sailing, it, I, I've had the experience of, of, of a character, characters of mine being sold as, as printable objects or being sold as, as tutorials being sold as character for animation for for clients because it's i mean it, it's good to to copy the the work that you like but and i always i, I don't know if it's on the disclaimer but i love when people send me uh, 3d models i i did this model based on your work it's really flattering I did this drawing, I did this sculpture, I did this tattoo. I like that because it's, it's, um, I mean, I, I like that, but yeah, when it's not people commercial. Grab, yes, when people start making money with your, with your work, because with my, my work, my personal work, I haven't had the chance to make a, a single dollar in, since I started, maybe with print, but I haven't uh, properly commercialized any, anything of my, personal work so I don't like other people to take that advantage but but you can't stop them so yeah, yeah. well that so. makes all the sense yeah unfortunately you can't always you can't always uh, um, stop them and uh, yeah it's it's very annoying like I can absolutely relate uh, with uh, with all of this so uh, um, you mentioned uh, something about uh, free work that uh, in the very beginning you worked for exposure and uh, i'm just wondering what's your take would you recommend young artists to take projects like this or just like establish a rate right away stick to your rate uh what's your vision and uh, uh what would you recommend to uh, new artists i mean it, it depends a lot of the the project the projects that i used to work for free were the first one were were short films for friends so i worked for free because first of all i was learning i had the chance to put in practice what i was learning and second of all i wanted to see my my work in a finished product and they were my, my friends i knew that these were really low budget uh, projects or uh, short films and if I was enjoying the work, I didn't have the heart to to make a dime with uh, making work for them. But it depends a lot because if the client has a chance to pay you, I, I mean, it it doesn't have any point to work for free. I mean, it's it's your work, it's your your time, and I'm pretty sure that if if my friends uh, could have the money at that time to pay me, they will they will have paid me. I don't know if I could uh, 
take a line yeah. from them, but it depends a lot of the, the project. And even the first works, the first jobs that I had uh, as a freelancer, I used to charge very little, um, really small amounts because I didn't know how to how much to charge. And I just wanted to to make the project. I, I received these uh, 3D concepts and, and just watching the concepts. Oh, the concept's really beautiful. I really want to do this in 3D. I, I don't want to charge a lot because I don't want to scare away the client. But that was when I was uh, first starting. But yeah, that depends on a lot of the project. And I know there's a lot of projects that I could easily work for free in the past. And but I, I think because I, I didn't have the, the need for, for money at that time. So it was easy for, for me. Um, this was just a hobby when I was starting because I had another another daytime job. So okay. I don't know how to, how to as, as with the pr previous things, there's no uh, a single answer. I think the pencil of the project, the situation of the artist, the experience of the artist, and if you want to do it for fun, you don't have the need for money. If the client doesn't have a lot of money, if it's a really good project where, where you are gonna learn a, learn a lot, that's gonna be published, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't see the bad thing in working for free. Mm -hmm. If it's a commercial project, if the client has can pay you, but he doesn't want to, if you have the experience, if you have the, if you're putting a lot of your time, you need to, you need to charge some money because yeah for sure no you won't get more. back though that time yeah yeah absolutely and as you said before we all have to pay mm -hmm. rent uh, we all have to eat so it's just not fair if artists work for free like at all like just uh, um, you've got to um, make money as well with your art so yes. not, not everybody understands that um, unfortunately yeah all right, cool. So, um, like, thanks a lot for 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 sharing this. You know, I think we we went uh, pretty in detail uh, through your disclaimer. Now it does make sense, <laughs> and I also understand what the smiley faces were about and where they could probably they where they could probably go. Um, so, what was the uh, most ambitious project that uh, you've ever done? or something that uh, you really, I don't know, uh, you're really proud of or something like this, you know, just like uh, among all of your characters, do you have one that is very, very, let's say, iconic for you? Yes, there's this piece that it's called uh, The Weeping Woman. Uh, in Spanish, it's La Llorona. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a piece I did in 2011, I think, so 2012. Damn, it, that's really old. Oh wow! Yes. But but it's a really uh, personal piece. Um, I mean, every every element on the on the piece, every uh, color and ornament has a certain meaning for me. I've talked about this uh, piece uh, a few times, but the the main the main meaning of the of the piece i is something i i haven't talked with 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 anybody not even with my sisters for example but it's a really personal piece and 
Looking for me, that piece has been published in a lot of uh, magazines. It was in, a, in the cover of, of, of a book. And people just keep tattooing their self, that, that piece every now and then. I have uh, this folder with a lot of uh, images that I've uh, gathered over the, over the years with that image. So being this a really personal piece, it's, uh, it's even more personal with watching people making that piece, having this piece with themselves. Uh, for the rest of their lives. I mean, it's really touching for me because they are, they don't know the meaning of, of uh, behind that piece, but they, 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 the piece has this meaning for, for them. So at least at some point, I like to think it's, it's, it's really personal for them too. So it's one of the pieces that I really like uh, the most. And I still like it. It has a lot of flaws, but I still, I still like that, that particular piece. <laughs> wow, okay. Now I'm really curious. I'll definitely put a link to this piece in the show notes so that uh, uh, guys, if you're listening to this now, there is definitely a link on the bottom under this video or if you're, yeah, on the podcast, then definitely check the show notes. We'll put the link there. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And uh, finally, Carlos, just uh, rounding this up, um, like I'm sure you have many people uh, talking to you about uh, tips and uh, like how to make it, how to get to where you are. Um, I don't know how to make better characters, how to uh, develop as an artist. What's the... Um, What's the tip, what's the piece of advice that you always give to uh, junior artists or like beginner artists? Uh, first of all, being curious because that was the main thing that, that, that got me where, where I am right now that pushed me to learn everything I, I, I'm still learning. But now and then I've seen this uh, lack of curiosity with, with new artists. You see a lot of, yes, I receive a lot of messages and emails like, how, how did you do this? And when it's an interesting question that, uh, that, it, uh, that I can read, it has a lot of curiosity. I reply immediately. I just go in, in, in depth answering uh, things. But sometimes it's just, um, just, uh, how did you do this? How with this? Okay, just send me the link of the, of the software, or send. Do you have a, a web page when I can learn to to use this menu? And I mean, the, all of those things are on the internet. Uh, just just one click away. And I've seen this a lot in new artists, and. If I can make a recommendation is that don't, don't stop being curious. I, uh, most of the, thing, the things that I know, I never had the, the chance or the need to, to, to ask to other person for the information because I just wanted to, to, to waste all the resources at my hand trying to find the answer before asking for help to somebody else. And it, most of the time it, it has, has worked. And I mean, some, some people can interpret this like, uh, 
like, oh, you don't want to be bothered or, oh, I'm sorry, I, I won't uh, email you anymore. But no, I mean, it's uh, part of the, the beautiful thing to, to learn is that curiosity. I mean, I was, the first time I had curiosity in this area was watching Jurassic Park. How the hell did they do that? It was, I want to learn to do that. I want to know how, to, how they did this. And every time I, I see something that amazes me, I want to, to learn, to learn how, I, how it was done. Not to learn the recipe of, uh, because most people, most new artists, uh, just ask you for the, for the steps, step by step. How did you do this? And it's difficult for me because I, so up, up to this day, I don't have this step-by-step uh, -step of way of work. And I should have by now, but still I, I don't. And when I answer to the, the artist, well, it depends, you, what do you want to do? Uh, sometimes I do this, sometimes I do that. Uh, I usually don't use the same workflow most of the time. I usually, sometimes I do this, do that. I, depends a lot of the software, depends a lot of, and the new artist just frost, gets frustrated because he just wants to, to read, click here, click here, click here, result. And I didn't learn that way. And I think the, the beautiful thing of this is, is keep yourself curious. And, and for me, being curious is part of also for, of the, the inspiration. So yeah, my main tip is that just don't stop being curious if you have the resources at your hand, waste the resources the most help you can. Uh, internet is it's huge, it's beautiful, it's well, uh, most of the time. You can find everything that you are looking for there. And if you have a really, just be curious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great I don't know how tip. to describe it. That's such a beautiful tip. Uh, and completely understand that, completely understand that. Thanks so much for sharing everything, Carlos. Really, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, uh, sharing the story. And I can't wait uh, till I actually go and pull the Yorona from the archives uh, to check her out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hope you like it. <laughs> okay. Yes. It better like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right, Carlos. It was a pleasure. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast, but don't leave just yet because we've got two more things prepared for you. And the first one is a bunny character rig that Carlos is letting us play with. So the discount code to access the body character rig is just here in the show notes on Art Heroes website if you're listening to this uh, in the podcast or it's in the YouTube show notes as well. So just click to the Gumroad link and use your discount code that's just right next to it. And another one is a little announcement from Art Heroes. Guys, we're launching a superhero challenge and it's going to go live on the 25th of May. So if you want to compete for amazing prices, well, you can't start competing just yet, but you can already enroll in the challenge and wait for it to be announced. So wait for the rules, but you can check the prizes right on our website again. Uh, we are partnering with Pixelogic, with Marmoset, with 80 Level, and with uh, Wacom to bring you 
amazing, amazing, amazing prizes. So it's definitely something worth competing for. Check artheroes.co slash superhero challenge 2020. And uh, I hope to see some of your works there as well. That's it for today and see you next week. Cheers!